Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. podcast i'm jason and i'm melissa melissa and this is the Yay. walking dead cast episode 331 welcome back man it's been a thank you thanks man bit of time <laughs> um it's been a long bit of time i don't even actually remember i don't know when i was last on it might i think it was a fear i don't even think it was i think it was a fear of the walking dead before it got changed into a whole different show have you been watching this season of fear mm-hmm yeah, I have. What do you think? Uh, I I really liked it. There were a couple of, you know me. Everybody knows me. I'm super easy for everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to like about it, for sure. <laughs> there are a lot. There were a couple episodes where I was I was a little like, really? Yeah, I don't know, yeah, but yeah. I could have just been in a mood. Um, <laughs> but I th- I think all in all, uh, I I liked it. I'm intrigued with how they ended it. I was a, a little like, really? Again, I'll mm-hmm. say it. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, they're like a little superhero squad now. That's gonna yeah, go and save people, I know. So we'll see how how it goes. But yeah. Uh, so Melissa and I just got back from Walker Stalker Atlanta, which was awesome. Yeah, it really and was. And I did a panel with um the new school walk, uh, Fear the Walking Dead people. So Garrett Dillahunt, Jenna Elfman, Lenny James, uh, Kevin Zegers, Maggie Grace. I think that was it. And it was super fun, and I only talked about the stuff I liked because I don't want to be a <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> and I realized that one of the things I really do like is that I think they they've done a great job at making really cool, interesting, well drawn characters. And oh, so, for sure. Yeah, so that it was good. You know, you have the actors right there, so we just talked about. It. I'm going to try to um get the recording of that so I can put it out so people can hear it. There was a yeah. lot of dick jokes so it was real fun <laughs> that, oh, every good panel <laughs> <laughs> and another great panel was with you and nikki rap who plays thank you uh lily and that was super fun and we i mean we've we've got this episode to talk about it's a huge one i don't think we really have time to do justice ta- having a discussion about what's going on in the game and everything but so I was hoping maybe you'd come back during the um, hiatus and we can just talk about the game and stuff. Yeah, I'd love to. Cool? It's in, it's it's in a weird transition anyway. So uh, when things are more clear, yeah, I mean <laughs> it'll be better. We've been I've been reporting on it in the news, all the yeah. stuff that's gone on with with Telltale Aww. and yeah. 
people are asking for you and everything. So, well, thank you. And thanks everyone. Yeah. I, I've really been digging the support. There was a lot of love this weekend at Walker Stalker right. or Telltale. And it was, it was very heartwarming for sure. Cool. All right. Yeah. So, we'll, so don't worry people who are like, why the fuck are you talking to Melissa about the game? I don't well, want She'll an be asshole. back later and <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, before we get started, I'll mention that this episode is made possible by Patreon supporters like Megan Gushalak, who've pledged their support at patreon.com slash Jason and Karen. So thank you, Megan. Uh, I, I'm glad you came on board because you've been um, a listener that, you know, you interacted a lot. So it'll be fun to have you in the group. Also, uh, free November starts Thursday, so everyone who said they wanted to be a part of that, I will be bringing you into the group, and anyone else who wants in on it, let me know. That just means that you get to come into the Facebook group for free for November to see if you like it. And also, just a big shout out to everybody who made it out to Walker Stalker Atlanta this weekend. This one, we had so many people from just listeners and people from our Patreon group who've become close friends. They rented an Airbnb. And it was really fun and it was great to have friends in the audience during the panels and just to hang out and uh, it was a blast. The meetup was a blast this year. So lots of love to, to all you guys. Yeah, every there was a, an amazing group of people there. I, uh, you know, several people came by my table and I always get psyched because normally it's mostly just, you know, Clementine fans, which I love, but, you know, I'm. I'm always so happy when people come by and they're like, oh, we listened to you on, you know, the Walking Dead cast. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I apologize. I didn't hang out a little longer that evening for those that were there. I was very hey. tired, but it was so good to see everyone. Yeah. We, love. we got a good picture of most of the people who were there and you were front and center. So I'll show you later. I, I was, was like cool. clutching my purse. It was weird. <laughs> I thought you were all going to rob me. So. <laughs> yeah. But you seem nice. You're all great, but I don't trust you at all. <laughs> okay on that note let's move on to our deadcast top five attention shoppers deadcast top five in five four three two it never gets old <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's our Deadcast Top 5 this week. It's our Top 5 Highlights for Walking Dead Season 9, Episode 4, The Obliged. What did you think of it? Did you like the episode? Yeah, I did. Um, there, I, I thought it was great. I literally just watched it with uh, Dixon and my friend Jenny. Um, like... Again, five seconds ago. Um, <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was really great. I was a uh, little confused by... Uh, some portion of it but that's just because you know it's me and i'm like i don't know what's happening here I, I was too maybe it was the same <laughs> thing maybe this? it was different maybe we can help each other yeah figure it out. yeah i <laughs> hopefully it's the same thing um <laughs> but um there were a few moments obviously that really harkened back to that awesome suspense i think i actually tweaked my neck um in one of the scenes i don't know what i was doing but after I finished watching the episode, my neck hurts. Ooh, like a like a double take or something. Yeah. Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I think I was just so tense or oh, something that I might it, have like. Who knows? I should be filming myself as <laughs> I watch the episode. See what? Oh, oh see what I'm doing. Is. A lot of physically. twitching going on. Yeah. Um, I loved it too. I thought yeah. I. I mean, I really loved it a lot. I, I especially the beginning, but. Overall, it was one of my favorites in a long time. There were some things that 
kind of bothered me and and like I said, I was a little confused, but overall I thought it was a great episode. All right, let's get into our top five. What's your I think you should five? go I think you oh, should really? go first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think a lot of this episode was strangely enough, even though, you know, we're winding down with Rick Grimes, mm. it was a lot about Michonne and mm-hmm. this dichotomy inside of her. And the whole intro segment was kind of about that. And yeah. I loved that. I just played some of the music from it at the beginning of this podcast. It felt like a little independent movie to me, how it was this kind of spare, chirpy guitar music, like out of a Wes Anderson movie or something. Right. Dinky, dinky, dinky. And then um, it was all nice. And, you know, the there it, it was basically a contrast between her in the daytime in the light building a new society gardening about growth and building and being happy and you know civilized and then all of a sudden the music just stops abruptly and she's in bed restless nervous maybe anxious and then she's goes out with her sword and starts killing zeds and it was interesting because she seemed, especially there was one moment in particular where she had this big kind of crazy smile on her face as she was doing it. Right. It looked kind of comic booky, And then it's back to the daytime with the music starting in again and women fighting in the garden over how to do it right, which I thought was funny. <laughs> right. And uh, so this whole little study in contrast of peace versus violence, joy versus dread growth versus destruction and killing and i think the point is that michonne has all of that within her and um negan the whole interaction with her and negan he was really trying to turn it into her being afraid that or, or her being um well his his version of that is it's a good thing that these people that we used to love died because they were weak and now that made us stronger and we're attracted to that strength, which basically involves being violent and dominating and killing. And she, I think for her, it was more about just working out her anxiousness and tension. And, and also when she looked over at her sword on the wall, it reminded me of a few seasons back when they first got to Alexandria Mm -hmm. and she put the sword up on the wall and it was like, Oh, what are you trying to say that all this uh, everything is nice now? No, not right. really. We still need it. And so uh, there's still a call for that strength. And I even loved when she said, yes, I do get strength from the dead, which, I mean, that's her in her total powers when she's slicing those suckers up. She's so powerful, and I think she does get something from that. But it, 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 there's a fine line between uh, trying to balance that and what Negan was saying more like, you're you're afraid you're just going to turn into a monster basically you know i don't know what's your take on all of that well that's well that's interesting you bring that up i mean how could it not be one of the talking points but it was as well my uh number five so i actually i mean it's interesting because i i read into it about the same as you but a little bit differently too in the fact that you know that it's just Almost, I don't want, I mean, maybe it's the word mundane, but the daytimes are like, you know, here's the routine, you know, you take care of the kid, you have to deal, put little fires out in the, you know, we're trying to start a, you know, new civilization, basically, and, and at night, you know, but it's, it's lacking, like, what the world really is, you know, and that is a zombie-filled world. 
So at night, there's just this restlessness mm-hmm. of like, I'm, I can't just be someone who, you know, it, this, there's no such thing as a normal mundane life anymore. Right. Mundane is a great word because she mentioned, I, you know, I do, I sacrifice, I compromise. It's like the, the act of uh, building can be frustrating and filled with compromise. And when you're out killing zombies, you get to just cut loose. And there's something really right. freeing and um, probably cathartic about that for her. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of where I was at with, with that scene as well. But it's also just a, kind of a representation, too, where, and I know it's what her and especially Rick are striving to, like, get to this place where, you know, people come together again and build and, and create this, you know, you know, I don't know, democracy, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, a normal what used to be society. And, and that's just like, I don't know, there's... You'd think it, I mean, I, you wonder whether it's possible or worthwhile. I, I don't think it's possible. Well, and it goes deeper than that. I mean, there's some talking points okay, that I yeah. have also that might be other numbers, but it just seems like, you know, it's... I mean, that's yeah. the thing. I think The Walking Dead has us right where it wants us because Negan is trying to say that you know what that's all just bullshit and really what Mm -hmm. you are is a warrior and you know that and um michonne is fighting back saying no that's part of me but we're also building but negan has a point when he says well you're afraid you're going to become like me and i think he's right michonne is afraid of that that's why negan got under her skin like a like Hannibal Lecter or something <laughs> I, I totally that scene yeah. was you know I'll eat when if you answer riddle me this Michonne <laughs> exactly I mean I was a little skeptical that you know all he does she's sort of or he goes uh you know oh I, I, I I'm glad my wife doesn't see me in this situation and she's like why because you're such an asshole i forget exactly what it was but then yeah or or like what you'd rather she'd seen you as the asshole you were you know yeah as the asshole and, and right. he's like she was such an angel and she deserved better than what she got and almost like on a dime michonne suddenly was like oh what happened to her like totally sucked in by that it felt like it could have been a little more believable for her to suddenly be so engaged with him are you saying you didn't feel like that was believable i didn't i felt like i wanted him to be seem a little more skilled in getting her to open up to him it seemed like she opened up to him too fast i agree i think there was a little bit of a hmm because she's so guarded and you know she's got major walls formidable yeah yeah it seemed like she was she was getting comfortable with negan a little too too quickly or easily in that scene exactly and i think actually what it should have been is where he said something really pointed about her that she was afraid might be true that might get her to question start opening up a little what what opened her up was when he said his wife had cancer or that Mm -hmm. he didn't even get that far yet he just said she didn't deserve what she got and all of a sudden michonne opened up and i think she would have been more guarded until Negan said something that kind of got under her skin, you know? Right. But anyways, it was still a good idea, and it was done pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole, like, yeah, I'm. it's it's intriguing, too, because so much else was going on in the other zones and the other realms, so this little mm-hmm. sub-story sub with her and Negan was, uh, I don't know, I, I liked it. There's one more thing I wanted to touch on with this, that Michonne, I wasn't sure at first about 
it seemed like it's something new for her character to sort of be getting off on killing the zombies and being kind of self-conscious about that. I mean, she definitely does it with style all the time. Right. But now suddenly it felt like a little forced for it to be that Negan realizes Michonne's addicted to it. Well, and what was what was the scene with the the one walker hanging from the tree? She kind of stopped and all of a sudden she almost looked like like I don't know, freaked out or like what what am I I don't know, it's just this kind of look mm-hmm. on her face. Horrified at herself or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, she's struggling with it. But when she said, I do get strength from the dead, that actually made it feel a little more like, okay, this is a through line with her that maybe she realizes that when she kills so efficiently that it somehow empowers her, right? Mm-hmm. And that that's cool because you need to be able to do that anyway and in the zombie apocalypse. But right. I could see going out there and going, all right, I'm going to, you know, be in my power and and do this and clean up like I need to. But then pretty soon you're Morgan going clear, clear. I got to clear. Right. <laughs> so you got to right. find that line. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, though. I didn't think about that. I mean, if someone really like if their addiction was killing the zombies and that's uh, go for it. Right. That's a, that's a healthy addiction. Exactly. Yeah. They they say the, the definition of addiction is when it interferes with your work. But if it is your work, then go for right. it. <laughs> right. But yeah, now she has a new job. She has to be a builder and a person who brings people together. And so she has to kind of compartmentalize those two things right. and not let one interfere with the other. Anyway. Okay. I guess it's my turn still, right? Number four. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I just thought that would flow in with what, what is Negan doing? Like, of course you think that he's probably trying to gain an edge on her in order to escape. That's what I would think. Right. Mm. Uh, at first, that's what I thought anyway. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I assumed. Like why start trying to talk to Michonne and, and get under her skin. But as the episode went along, I thought maybe that he actually was just genuinely trying to connect <laughs> with her. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan says Negan doesn't lie. And, you know, he probably does lie sometimes. But I decided, okay, let's take that at face value. Then it means he really believes, does believe that uh, he and Michonne are alike, that they're both all or nothing and all this. Um, so that, and he he's starving himself because he knows that Rick needs him alive in order to, you know, prove that the civilization thing is working. And so that's the only leverage he has is to, uh, threaten to starve himself to death. Right. And he's using that leverage to get Michonne to talk to him. And uh, it seems like at first, okay, maybe he's just trying to connect with her. But then I, I think really, I don't even think necessarily he was trying to get her to help him escape. I think he, I actually do think that he wanted to connect with her and that he thinks that they're alike. But I think more it was about trying to build that connection so that he can get Lucille. That's it. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was kind of funny, actually. I was what just like, think? oh my, yeah, because, well, I thought the same as you. I thought like, oh, he's like, you know, what's his angle here? He's maybe looking for a way to get out and let her screw up and then somehow take advantage and get out, whatever. Right. 
But then, yeah, he goes into this, like, total, like, I just need to see her. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Okie dokie. And banging his head I, against the wall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was enough alone to, yeah, he could have killed himself right there. That was I know. horrible. I know. I hate when you see somebody in Ugh. a horror movie just, like, jabbing themselves yes. in the eye with something or no. whatever. It's no good. Um, but yeah, I actually, that's, that's, I didn't see it coming. I definitely did not see him have all of that basically be so that he could try to convince her, like, can I just see her once? Where is she? How's she doing? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that to me right there was also just like, uh, hmm, he's, yeah, he's completely nuts. Mental. Yeah. I mean, we knew that, but he seemed, that seemed even more mental than Negan because Negan, even though he's crazy, psychopathic, he at least had, I don't know, some wits about him. That was just... Do you think this cuckoo. is, yeah, stupid? Do I think it's stupid? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do, you mean, do I think that was a stupid thing to do, like as in right into the show? Or? Yeah, yeah. A stupid plot development. Uh, well, I mean, the only... In, in a sense, just because at this point, if they all of a sudden made him redeemable, you'd be like, uh, well, what about that whole obsession with his bat? Or I know redeemable. Oh. This is where you know I don't know anything because I'm not caught up on the comics. So I, you know, as for his future, I'm sure comic book people know more than I. But it was a little weird. But if for some reason Very that weird. just lends to him being even more mental going forward, you know, mm -hmm. then then it made sense. But otherwise, it was like okay. I mean, huh? Yeah, it it was. It's so crazy. I, when a show does something this crazy, I'm like. Oh, that's almost beyond the realm of um, reality. But then again, at least just to play devil's advocate, when you're in solitary confinement, I know mm. it gets pretty bad, right? You're talking to yourself. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, and I both I, know. Yeah, because, you know, I did a stint. Man, <laughs> I really worst. fucked that's up. I was down there for I like six years. became a voice actor. <laughs> yeah, I know. All the voices in my head got real good at it. <laughs> um yeah i don't know what well, is that or do you feel like were you just kind of like okay that was on how do you feel about it i thought it was a little too a little extreme but then you know i guess trying to be a good podcaster and analyzing it i'm like okay negan i mean it was clear from last season when he was talking to gabriel that this thing that happened with his wife has had a real impact on him and that's like probably one of the most human and vulnerable scenes we've seen with him maybe a couple others but not many and so now i feel like even though this is crazy it's like the craziest we've seen him it also right. was even more vulnerable probably than we've ever seen him so right. this might actually be an inroad to making him um i don't know about redeemable but at least more human sure yeah well, do you think uh, Michonne, though, was just like, I just wasted all my time. <laughs> I thought you were going deep, man. <laughs> I and think all you she, wanted was that damn bat. She was kind of, she kind of got off on him being so, because uh, that, this really was the most helpless we've seen him. And right. she was like smiling at it. And I don't blame her based on what he's done. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but. But then she was reading the book to Judith, and she saw the bat right. in the book, and she had that kind of like, wasn't a Shocked. smirk of like, <laughs> what an idiot. She was like, hmm. You're like, turn the page, Judith. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But also, one night when she was out doing her thing, she found what looked like Lucille. It seemed like, the bat. right? It was, right? Because it or a bat. looked like it used to have barbed wire 
uh, wrapped around it. I don't even remember what oh. happened. The real Lucille, but may, I thought I that may, might might have been it. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out too. Um, we were actually like, "Oh, is that Lucille?" But I didn't, yeah, I didn't see barbed wire. Um, I think I saw marks, barbed wire marks. Yeah. Uh, either way, when Negan asked for it and she said it's still out there, uh, I think we really don't know whether we can believe her about that. Right. She might have it uh, somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I bet she yeah. does, as a matter of fact. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. It's interesting that they wrote that scene, because is that just it? Was that just that scene, or are we going to actually... I don't know. <laughs> right. Was it a frivolous scene, or is it going to be... It's going to actually roll into like something you know, meaningful on the next episode, but... I think, yeah, my sense is that Maybe not next episode, but that we've got a lot more of Negan in his cell going, <laughs> yay, going through these, I don't know, weird moments. I mean, here's the thing is in the comic, um, Carl goes down there a lot, right? And it was really interesting that part of the comic, but they can't do that anymore. So Ugh, now it might God. be Michonne or it might be right, different people, right. you know? So frustrating. <laughs> That's for another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not the only one who, who feels that way. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else on that? No, I'm just, you know, again, I'm, I'm just curious. I, I'm with you on that. I was, that was a little, like, really? A little really? kooky, yeah. Yeah, a little, a little mm-hmm. kooky. Um, as for my number, my, my number two. That wait, never wait. Not sounds funny. No, oh, yes. I, I, I still haven't. I don't think I've done my three. No, I haven't. Oh, wait. Have I not done two? Oh, wait. Wait, are We're going backwards. <laughs> Five, four, three, two. <laughs> I don't ever Did know. Did you do four? Yes. Okay. No, I didn't. Okay, do number four. <laughs> I don't do numbers, apparently. <laughs> As for my number 20, um... I, uh, let's see, we're so, the scene with Anne, Garbage Lady, and Gabriel, Mm. I am just, I'm really, this is, this is my confused, I don't know what's going on. I just don't know what's going on. And I'm like, did I miss, like, some major factors that I'm just not remembering from, like, last season? I just, uh, I... Well... Just don't know. All, what's all going we on. know <laughs> is that I guess we'll call her Anne, right? Yeah, she's Jadis and whatever we'll say Jadis. That's right. Yeah. So Anne and Gabriel seem to be striking up a re- relationship, right? But then she got a call from somebody saying they needed an A. Yeah, and she tried to convince Gabriel to go to this other place with her and just help her kidnap one person and that's it. And everything would be great. It sounded like, and then he said no. So she smacked him upside the head. And then, yeah, what confused me is I, it seemed like she was supposed to be delivering people to this other group of mysterious on the other side of the walkie talkie, whoever. Right. But then she said she started lowering this walker down to him, which I presume would have started to eat him. Yes. And so, and she said that was the price of admission. So I, uh, that I was like, don't they want these people alive? Like if they can, if they want walkers, they can find walkers everywhere. 
They're all over the yeah. place. It's like a plague, literally. It is <laughs> actually a plague. There is so, zero shortage. <laughs> so I didn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that part. And then, but then it seemed like you know she he was saying I forgive you or whatever, and she I think she really right. does feel something for him. So she decided yeah. to just abandon him rather than kill him, and and so she chloroformed him and got the hell out of there. And then he seemed sad about that. But man, if I was him, I would just be relieved to get rid of her. Ooh. I know, right? Where did she go? Yeah. I miss thee. I loved thee with all my heart. <laughs> like, you were really? so different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, and I know this is bringing back last week's episode, but she had mentioned, she's like, oh, I thought you, I was for sure you were a, a B, an A. Mm-hmm. What did she say? She thought he was a B, but she's, he's actually an A. So do we know what that means? Not yet. Obviously, okay. um, it's right. yeah, b hole, a hole. No, I don't know. I'm just okay, <laughs> <laughs> they, which are both pretty much <laughs> the same thing. thing. One's a little more polite, <laughs> just <yeah. laughs> childlike. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think we really know um, what that is. Okay. And okay. The it's funny because the guy who I had last week guest hosting Aaron from Watching Den, he said he really doesn't give a fuck at all what that means. <laughs> oh, but I, all right. I'm kind of curious. It is a little silly. I'm like, don't drag this out for another season. Oh, I know. know. Yeah, because this is gonna this is gonna lead us to, and I mean, I have theories, but I don't know uh, to that finding out. Obviously, who's on the other end of the the walkie talkie mm-hmm. and helicopter R- person? Right. Yeah. People. Yeah. Which I. Well, we can talk about that later. That's gonna be, I'm sure, our uh, number one for both of us, but. Um, talking about helicopters. Yeah, that's the number one. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general, our favorite, What's your favorite ones. Copter? Yeah. Um, I was no, in a helicopter. Scene... Have you oh, ever yeah. been in one? No, no, and I, you know, honestly, now I'm afraid. I'd it might make me. I'd be really scared, but it might make me sick. Well, I was in a helicopter with Jenny flying. in Hawaii when we did like this tour and flew over the volcano, and it didn't have doors. Nice. And like, it scared the shit out of me. Oh, God. Yeah. Especially when you bank sideways and you just kind of look down and see volcano. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I would go. I'm, I would just be screaming the entire time. <laughs> Why did you make <laughs> me do like, this, oh <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> you know, roller, co- roller coaster scream. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was scary. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That whole scene. Um, was in- intriguing to me, but I'm like, Ugh, you know, I just yeah. I felt a little confused. It's not good just, when you're wondering whether you miss something or if you're not supposed to know what's going on. You know what I mean? That feels like. Right. And that's what it kind of felt like a little bit. But I think mostly we're not supposed to know. We're just supposed to wonder. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then that was basically my number four. Okay. Was <laughs> trying to have you. Did I miss something? That's basically what that was. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, my number three is, you mentioned it earlier, democracy. And there isn't a lot of democracy going on. There's more unilateralism of different sorts. Mm-hmm. Maggie is practicing that right now. She's on her way to Negan, and she didn't say it directly, but whether what she plans to do there. But um, when Rick was talking to Daryl, he said, you know what keeping him alive means to me. And Daryl said, I know what seeing him dead means to her. So I mm-hmm. think she's going there to kill him, right? That's what I assumed. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think they're just going to talk. 
Right. <laughs> she might bring the bat. That would be cool. I was going to say, she might, <laughs> she might show up with Lucille. I know you missed this. <laughs> well, here, <laughs> here it is. Here it and is. then just leave. <laughs> no, what? she'd be like, here, I want. I, I really want you to get what you want. Whack, whack, whack. Yeah, whack, whack. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But uh, Jesus doesn't approve of this. <laughs> she sa- no. He says, Rick, Rick. <laughs> it was interesting because it's not like she, he doesn't approve of her killing him. He doesn't approve of the unilateralism. He wants democracy. He says Rick was wrong in keeping Negan alive because he mm-hmm. made a call that wasn't his to make. And, and But now he told on Maggie, he's the one who sent uh, uh, Jerry, keep on saying Cooper, to, I know, I <laughs> to uh, tell on to tell Rick that Maggie was headed to Alexandria. Right. So Jesus kind of went against Maggie there, which is kind of unusual. So anyways, Rick tries to get the message to Alexandria, but um, Alexandria Relay 1 is this Oceanside girl who I think this girl is the one who was reading the GQ magazine. I think she's yeah. the one that like Tara and her used to flip each other off from Oceanside. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I think so. And then, and so that message didn't get through. And that makes me really excited to see what's going to happen when Maggie gets there. Yes. But uh, then Daryl's job is to take Rick somewhere else and keep him away from there, too. And they're arguing about whether Rick should have killed Negan or not. And Daryl's like, well, if, you know, not for Glenn. You wouldn't even be alive. So you should have avenged him, basically. But Rick's like, if Maggie kills Negan, Carl died for nothing. I mean, they both have reasons why they want to do what they did. But mm-hmm. they're not. Neither one of them is really saying um, we should all vote. They're just saying you should do it my way. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot this this whole season. Well, I don't know how many, what episode is this even? Four. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's just the whole trying to have the saviors and the kingdom and, mm-hmm. you know, Alexandria, you know, all the, the places, you know, Hilltop, try to be combined and, and making it work has been a little, uh, I don't know. I I feel like, I feel like that's just not going to work out, obviously. Yeah. Stressful. Yeah. It's been, it's been very stressful. It's good though, right? I mean, I've been loving it this season. Yeah. So far. It's been good. No, me too. Me too. But I'm just like, oi, oi vey, this is going to, um, but no, that, that, the scene in the show, there was a lot of obviously very mixed, you know, everybody's no messages basically got through to the appropriate yeah, situation, except not... for the fact that Maggie's probably going to get into Alexandria. Uh, but we need that to happen because that's going to add much excitement. Exactly. That's exactly why nothing ever goes right. Because right. if it did, it would be <laughs> yeah, boring it would be a as really hell. <laughs> comedy. <laughs> yeah. Friend, the Friends intro. <laughs> <laughs> With all yeah. the zombies skulking around in the background. Um, right. But I think what Carol said was actually really smart. Talking to Rick, she's just given, deciding to go back to the kingdom, and she says, they don't want us there anymore, but I know they don't want Negan anymore either, not most of them anyway, so it's up to them to figure out what they want to be. And I'm like, yeah, actually, that's really smart. Why not just let them manage themselves? And if a union is going to come, don't try to force it to happen all at once and make everyone work together on these big projects. But just, um, 
you know, maybe a little baby steps. I mean, on, mm-hmm. on the other hand, it's like Rick is really focused on this bridge, which suddenly for some reason, this one bridge is the only way that they God, can that, ever. That damn bridge. Yeah, if, if that bridge is gone, <laughs> then that, it can't work. <laughs> everybody just dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the bridge has died. been just been. It's like that's the only way pivotal... to get from Alexandria to the sanctuary is by this bridge. And if it's gone, then you will never see them again. Well, maybe that's if that's the case, then just let the bridge go away. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> So, but anyway, I thought Carol was smart to say, hey, just let them manage themselves and then, you know, we'll see what happens. It's not saying Mm -hmm. we're still going to have war. It's just maybe there's no reason to try and force this union right now. Yeah. You know? Well, that's kind of my number three. Okay. Which? Ish. Ish. Well, the whole, like, you know, the saviors just feel like, you know, you have your, your, you have people and then you have like the riffraff. Kind of like the bad news bears kids where you're just mm-hmm. like, oh boy. Um, and saviors have both. Like they have they good. They do. They do. But it's just, you know, I just watching this, there's just, unfortunately, there's a lot of really negative people. <laughs> and, like Jed. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not the one who just died, right? No, he's the one that in this episode started shit and called Carol weak. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, like, which oh then I'm like, well, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I know. There goes there goes you. <laughs> um, but it just seems like, yeah, this this need to to keep that group so like formed and have them still be the saviors. And I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's playing on my like maybe my Negan side of like, do we even give a shit? Just let the let them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you could even say, um, hey, any of you guys that want to come back and on a trial basis be a part of any of our groups and you want to work together, come on. And if you don't, go away. See you later. Yeah, just go away. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that would be boring. Yeah, you're right. It might just work out and then (laughs) (laughs) there'd be no conflict. That's true. (laughs) One thing that I liked uh, when Rick and Daryl were arguing about all this and Rick said, I never asked anyone to follow me. It just reminded me of this. I have a clip. I put two clips together from two different episodes. Here we go. I never, I never asked anyone to follow me. This isn't a democracy anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of, I guess he didn't ask back then, but (laughs) he's kind of proclaimed himself dictator. Yeah, that's (laughs) funny. Oh my God. Anyway, okay, I better get to my first um, second sponsor. Oh, your first sponsor, your first second, yeah, <laughs> first, second, third. <laughs> first sponsor this week is Fallout. So, support for wow. today's show comes from Fallout 76. Wow. It's a new game from Bethesda yeah. Game Studios. They're the award winning creators of Skyrim and Fallout 4. And they welcome you to Fallout 76, which is an online prequel where in this game every surviving human is played by a real person oh say you can work together or not to survive under the threat of nuclear annihilation you'll experience the largest most dynamic world ever created in the legendary fallout universe reclamation day 2102 25 years after the bombs fall you and your fellow vault dwellers chosen from the nation's best and brightest emerge into a post-nuclear america Play solo or join together as you explore, quest, build, 
and triumph against the wasteland's greatest threats. So this Fallout series, I mentioned last time, is always I've always been interested in it. I never played the games yet, but oh. I'm excited to try this one. Have you ever seen it? I have seen some. I've seen some of the cutscenes. I have friends who uh, have been in Fallout. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm affiliated to it by voiceover, but I haven't. Nice. I don't, yeah. It just looks like an awesome game, especially for people who watch Walking Dead and like this kind of stuff because right. it's about a post-apocalyptic world. Yep. Yeah. And it's huge, and it's a game that they've put so much attention to detail. There's dark humor in it, and there's all these little like relics of the past all decayed and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I was just gonna say I love the artwork. Uh, yeah, like the gas masks. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Things like that, and it, yeah, it's got kind of an Art Deco feel to it. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, and there's all these like decayed landmarks, and and you get wrapped up in the story and everything like that. So it looks amazing and the new fallout 76 is going to be available worldwide on wednesday november 14th so that's coming up soon you can pre-order that now at participating retailers and you can play the beta and uh it says the games play best on xbox one. Oh, oh well that's good to know <laughs> okay we're back and it's time for what your number three right oh you it, you I did that one already yeah, yeah i think it's you okay my number two is rick's goodbyes which it was a little conspicuous, but he kind of felt like he was saying his goodbyes to a few people. Did you notice mm. that? Mm-hmm. Like with Eugene, when Eugene was like, I'm sorry, I didn't do more to help. I should have read more books right. on engineering and all this. And <laughs> Rick's like, you're not just a guy who reads books. You made something. You got us here. After right. everything, that's everything. And if I was Eugene, I'd be like, oh, shit, he's going to die. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he said to Carol, uh, well, she was saying, you know, what I just said, that the saviors don't want them there anymore. And so it's up to them to figure out who they want to be. Rick said, like you did. She goes, like we all did. He goes, I don't know if we're doing the right thing here. I really don't. But if anyone gives me hope for how things can turn out, it's you. You know that, right? Mm. And when he was saying that, I'm like, I think that's the last thing he's ever going to say to her. I... It's funny that when a character is, you know, they're, they've you know, it's been announced, they're leaving the show, tra-la-la, I, on those final episodes, I'm always, even as an actor or as anybody, looking to see, I feel like you can always tell when there's even more emotion behind it. Because they're friends with the person as, they're acting with and they yeah, know they're exactly, not going to be like, working together anymore. Right, even a teary eye mm-hmm. or like a quivering lip or a stutter in the line, I'm like, oh. Here it goes. <laughs> Even if it's not supposed to be, sometimes, you know, the final scene before seeing, you know, your friend, whatever, could be an action thing or whatever. But yeah. there's always got to be that moment because you know that they're just like, I mean, how many years? How many years have these people been working together? It's a long time. That's family. So did you see that in these scenes? I did. Um, I Yeah, I definitely did. I mean, with Eugene, it's kind of hard because he really does have to. But he did. He actually, you know, when Rick walked away, he kind of had a, he looked like, actually, now I need to go rewatch it. He actually did look like his eyes were a little bit like glazed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rick did when he was saying, you know, without you made something, you got us here. And after everything, that's everything. It just seemed a little too poignant and rich right. for the moment. But it's touching, you know, for us knowing what's about to happen. Right. 
Right. Even though I really have no idea what's about to happen. I mean... I don't think... Well, obviously no one does, but yeah. there are so many theories floating around that I'm like, okay. Okay, we'll get to that. I just want to do yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. more. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Michonne, I think she kind of had... They've been having moments throughout the season so far, mm -hmm. especially when they were talking about having a baby last time. Right. Ugh. Yeah. I was like, that is so sad. Stop it, you guys. Um, but then, you know, even just the beginning of this episode, the, during that montage, they, they were working together and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think he's ever going to see her again. Well, we'll see. I mean, I know we're going to talk about that. But uh, then Daryl and Rick, their their whole goodbye mm. is basically this action scene and, and they're arguing and everything. And then they're um, fighting the zombies and helping each other survive. And I feel like that's um, kind of indicative of their relationship so far that they right. have been at odds a lot, but they're also brothers to the core. And right. even when uh, Rick's sticking his hand out, go, come on, brother, brother, and just take my hand. And so then he saves his life. And it was a good. I mean, I don't know. The whole pit, like, there's a pit there? Why is there a pit there? <laughs> I, I was a little critical of that. And then when the z zombies started falling into the pit, I'm like, oh, that's convenient. But then I realized that actually uh, that the gunshots going off with Carol fighting the saviors was what drew the herds together that weren't supposed to right. converge. So it made a little more sense. So. I was right. less critical of that. There being a whole pit, I'm not so sure. Like, they just happened to fall into a pit. <laughs> how how yeah, often does that happen? We were like, is that, was it, is that a sinkhole? Yeah, was it a, is it's a trap? It's a, uh, a meteor hit the <laughs> earth? Yeah, it was, it was an oddly placed pit. But that aside, I guess it was cool to see them start off that scene at odds and end it helping each other survive. Yes. You know, that's their goodbye to each other. Yes. That whole, well, that scene is my number two. Go for it. Sorry, every time I say number two, <laughs> it makes me laugh. That's my number two. Um, I just, well, first of all, yes, the pit. Why is it there? Why is it there? But you know, it actually didn't bother me too much. I didn't question it too much because, you know, why not? Seems like something in Georgia, like in the country of, you know, or, oh, no, they're not even Georgia. They're in Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, but I just in the woods, it just seems like, why not have a random pit? Well, what you know what's funny to me is they fall into the pit and then Rick says, we got to use these roots to get us out. And he jumps up and grabs one and it breaks and he falls <laughs> and he goes, did you plan that too? And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, what did he do? He get, went down there and he's like, oh, I'm going to make this weak root and Rick's going to fall I'm down. I'm going to put a root. And why right. would he do that? Just like, because it would be fun to watch him fall down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah, that was a little ridiculous. <laughs> maybe, but it was maybe just one of those frustrated moments like, well, did yeah, you do that too? Yeah, okay. Thank you. You just um, made me like it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that your doing as well? <laughs> Fuck you. Um, I, uh, I have to say, though, I think, and again, I think this was because it was the final, maybe, I don't know, maybe one of the final emotional scenes between the two. I thought that Norman Reedus' acting in that scene was quite lovely. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we, we get, we don't, we get Daryl in bits and pieces. It's not often we have too many words strung together for that long and i don't know i just i i could sense that that was a really powerful scene for him mm -hmm. uh to be filming and so i thought he did an amazing job yeah um, uh last week or maybe a week before 
I in the news we reported that somebody had like counted the number of words that Daryl says every season, and, <laughs> and it's besides hey, yeah, <laughs> and it's really just gone down a lot in recent mm-hmm. seasons, way 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 a lot. But uh, now this season, he uh, they're giving him a lot more to do, so it's cool. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm intrigued by that as well uh, as to why, because his character is. I mean, hello. He's it's one one of the most intriguing character and of the whole entire show and always has been. Um, so uh, I was happy to see more dynamic acting um, coming from him, or they giving him that scene with Rick. Me too. And and I felt that, and I like. I was like, ooh, I want, ooh, I want more Daryl. Me too. Like he's never actually been one of my favorites. He's not also. I mean, I like him, but he's. I've never been so high on him like a lot of people but i want to though i want them to give norman reedus really great stuff to do so that you know i can like him as much as anybody else right well and he you know i mean just obviously he's capable of of doing that um so yeah i think it would be an it's an honor to him for being on that show as long as he has that they do give him more scenes like that um and they i mean the word has it that He's going to have a much bigger role with Andrew Lincoln gone. So I think there's. And then the next podcast I do, I'll be like, God, that he just won't shut up. I know. <laughs> they need God, to take why? his they, lines they away. Ruined him. <laughs> <laughs> He's horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's true, though. They got to do it right. Because he, yeah, they the thing do it about right. Daryl is he's not. I, I don't think of him as a Eugene, you know, was super yeah. wordy. So no, not at they're all. They're going to give him a bigger. But, but. You know, I I hope they can do it right. So far, so good, in my opinion, this season. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, that scene in general, just to finish up on that, um, that was some, I think that's where I tweaked my neck. That, that what I was saying earlier. Yeah, Because it was really stressful. Like, yeah. And we need those scenes. I feel like there's been some episodes of the past, you know, where we lose that kind of like, you know, oh shit, and it's the walking dead, and there's a reason it's the walking dead, and you need mm-hmm. these suspenseful scenes and if you go too many episodes without having those then it just feels like uh a little too much on the and i love a good story but you need the action on something like this or you forget that you're it's it's a horror genre you know it's not just a dialogue based show you need to have those moments yeah and it was really suspenseful and i liked it the the thing the thing is uh, every episode has some kind of a zombie incident but they don't always work well. Like they're not always as suspenseful as I think the show wants them to be. So yeah, I think what they need, what would be awesome if they could pull it off is if every one they did was like this one. Yes. You know? Agreed. <laughs> agreed. Cause then even if there are moments where you're like, eh, you know, like we've questioned a couple of moments, it's just like, Oh man, if, if it at any point in the show, it goes off with a bang, you're like, yes. Mm-hmm. So, it's a redeeming quality. And I think one reason maybe why I like this episode more than any episode in a long time is because it's close to uh, Andrew Lincoln's last time on the show. And so mm-hmm. it just really amps up the tension of like what's going to happen. Totally. And, although I, don't, yep. I didn't fear for Daryl, though. I didn't fear for Daryl. Oh, for a second, I actually was like, oh, shit. Because we <laughs> at Walker Stalker, people came out of the, you know, I was like, how was the episode? Because I didn't watch it. And everybody was like, I don't know. I just need to digest it. And I was, when we were watching it, I was like, oh, my God, are they going to like, is something going to happen to Daryl? 
That would be so crazy after all this publicity about Andrew Lincoln and then Norman Reedus gets killed off. I know. Insane. Well, it would be a shocker. I mean, it's almost like I know that, you know, actors have to announce they're leaving a show, but then you're like left with this giant spoiler alert the whole season. I know. Uh, It's almost more effective if uh, you don't know that. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that, that they wish they hadn't found out. Right. And I think it was because I think they would have done their best to keep it a secret, but it it, it leaked. And mm. so they just decided to take control Why of the message. Why do people leak things? It's so annoying. They're I A's. Don't yes. <laughs> A's, not B's. Not the- A's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My number one? Yeah. Okay. So it's Rick's death, maybe. But mm. I think it is. I think he's Do not you? getting away from the situation. And I think next week is going to be in his head as he lays dying. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, this is, I mean, obviously this is my number one as well. Yeah. But, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't, it's hard for me to believe that that would just really, like, really, is that the mm-hmm. the way it's going to go down? Maybe. Uh, like it wouldn't I'm, be as satisfying if he was killed by uh, rebar. That was my. I literally wrote that. Oh, rebar! How <laughs> many? How many must you impale? You hear these stories about. I was driving my car and I hit a rebar rod and it went through my brain. You know, rebar. It's very dangerous. I know. It's a they dangerous need to thing. Ban <laughs> they need to ban rebar. <laughs> um. So yeah, it would be a little like really. He his horse. You know. I, I he falls off the horse onto rebar, and then that's yeah how he dies. I thought I, th- I heard that there was like a theory of the helicopter. I don't know. Yeah, that Let's they want that they would kidnap him, right? Because there's been all this right. about them wanting A's, and maybe A means leader, and right. But that would leave it open ended. Um, which yeah, I really get the sense that he's done. He's dead, and people who have that theory have it because they love Rick and they don't want him to die. And they're just hoping that's true. Mm. And I love Rick too, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. (laughs) He's not dead yet. He's laying there unconscious. I'm not dead yet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, there, it doesn't, uh, you know, from the, the shot overhead, you know, it doesn't really look like there is any way out of that, but maybe he'll pull himself Maybe he'll come to pull himself up and then go, I don't know. Yeah. Crawl, crawl into the woods to die. But then it just kind of is like, really? Rebar? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. I have okay. a good feeling about next week's episode, but we'll see. Um, there was a really great preview for it, but I guess we probably shouldn't talk about it because that would be a spoiler for people who don't want to know. But uh, okay. if yeah, that I was, don't, I don't know. if that is how he dies, you know, he fell off a horse and got impaled and now there's two herds of zeds converging on him i was trying to think well why would they want to have him go out that way and there's just a few different components to that one is that it would provide symmetry a little bit with the the pilot where he got thrown off his horse in atlanta Uh uh-huh i totally thought of that when he was on that horse i was like oh jesus yeah you should stay off horses (laughs) yeah well at least the horse seemed to survive this one because that was my top concern (laughs) yeah it'll be like the inverse where in the pilot he got thrown off the horse and the horse distracted all the zeds they started eating it and he got Mm -hmm. away and now this time and be the opposite maybe 
um, which is pretty gruesome to think about. But anyway, right. the the big difference between that scene and this one is that he got impaled on on rebar. And this might be a little bit of a stretch, but I'm thinking, okay, what does rebar represent? It's what you use to build things. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe you could say there's symbolism of Rick trying to be this builder and just uh, blindly pushing for that even when it's clear that it's not working might have been what killed them, you know? And, yeah. And uh, that so it's almost like his own idealism killed him. Was that a big pile of rebar he fell on? I think there were a few. I, don't... Oh, I, was, uh, I, I can't remember. I was like, maybe they'll find him and that pile of rebar and they'll use that rebar to, build... to fix the bridge. <laughs> to fix the bridge and they'll, his body they'll name will it be the... one of the struts. Rick Grimes <laughs> Memorial Bridge. <laughs> also, I mean, he, okay, so there's zombies converging and it, if mm-hmm. nothing else comes in there, they're going to get him. They're going to eat him up. Right. And I'm like, you know, I guess, I mean, that's kind of cool in a way if he has to die that it's a zombie show and he's been battling the zombies all the time. So to die by, by zombies, but also like if a person killed him, maybe that would sort of diminish him. Like someone got mm-hmm. the best of him. Right. You know? And if it was yeah. like Maggie, where I was thinking that maybe this conflict between Rick and Maggie would ultimately be what led to his death. Well, it kind of was because he was actually going after Maggie, but it was more indirect. So she, you know, you can't really hate her. Although, you know, with Daryl, like he kind of indirectly caused Glenn's death by smacking Negan. And now he drove right. uh, Rick out to this pit. So I do feel a little anger towards Daryl about this, even though it's not at all on purpose. Right. I'm like, man, keep getting your friends killed. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's still kind of unbelievable. I don't know. It's I I'm just um on the whole uh Rick death. It just I don't I don't see where I mean, I'll still watch the show. I'm sure it's going to be great, but I'm like, well, where is it going to go? Mm-hmm. How are they going to how are they going to keep people intrigued? There's going to have to be some serious like twists and plot thickenings and building up of characters that we are super engaged in. I mean, not to bring not to bring up my own game, but you know, like if Clementine isn't, you know, she if she were to be killed off and they were to continue The Walking Dead, they'd have to come up with a really freaking good character for people to be like, I want to play this game. I know those are probably really bold words, but... No, I just don't. I don't think I would play it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that, it could be amazing. Well, it could be unless it was suck. like you know AJ. I don't know. There could be a there could be a, a twist, but I just feel like uh, I'm I'm really curious. I know this wasn't the final episode, so maybe it should be talked about after a final episode. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to see um, how what's going to happen and how yeah. they're going to go forward with the show to keep people like super engaged and you know psyched and i mean what has me feeling good about it is just the quality of these first four episodes yeah and knowing that there's a new showrunner and so that probably has something to do with it and just the energy feels there and the storytelling is much better i think and the Mm -hmm. action even and even like 
the focus on the zombies is different. They they seem a little creepier this season. Right. And the whole intro sequence pretty awesome, right? Oh, I love it. I talked to yeah. someone this weekend who didn't like it and I was like, Really? What? I thought I think it's a really cool like I really dig I it, it and it's an homage to like the comic realm, so I, I yeah, I, I really like the artwork. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's really good. So all of that and actually I'm one who I'm kinda glad I knew Rick was gonna be gone because it gave me some time to process it so that um I I could make the decision to keep watching mm-hmm. and and i think some people would have rage quit if they hadn't announced it right so um anyway oh i see what you're yeah i guess some people would uh. yeah it's like it looks like if you found out your friend was well this is really depressing but if you found out someone you knew was going to die then you would have time to say your goodbyes versus if they just got taken from you you know right kind of feels like that to me like i wanted time to say my goodbyes and and i got yeah. that so that feels good yeah that's like what 10 9 i don't know it's been a long time nine years i guess yeah nine season so it's been about nine yeah. years <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah, been nine, nine season yeah quite a journey yep well yeah i'm really looking forward to this next and i'm feel depressed about it too man fuck rick's mm-hmm. my favorite character i know me too oh. i'm not thrilled that's where that whole hesitation of like well how's it gonna be good after yeah this? not to take away from the other actors because i think they all do an amazing job i'm definitely drawn to you know most of the characters on the show so but it is you know it's not gonna be yeah. the same right it's the playable character basically yeah <laughs> we're losing the playable character yeah uh, i mean you can't blame andrew lincoln for wanting no. to go do other things and be with his family yeah and he's like from the uk he probably wants to go do british things yeah, I right totally on the it. London Eye. Yeah, hello. All day long. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Eating pubs and <laughs> fish and chips. Because that's what people in England do, right? All day long. <laughs> okay. Uh, any other like random notes or anything? Nope, I don't think so. I noticed Negan now has the same kind of whispery voice syndrome that most of the characters on the show get for some reason. They talk like this all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're an actor on the show, you probably go, well, I guess I better start talking like that. Everyone yeah, at one is. point. Yeah. <laughs> <I> know, right. <laughs> yeah, he is. His demeanor, it's it's interesting. His and, and they won't show, they don't show him. I mean, I get that. That's part of the eff- effectiveness of knowing he's in this dark, you know, cell. Yeah. Uh, and he's been there for a while. Even more so. dreary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maggie with little baby Herschel is cute, and I notice he has a nanny. So I know I saw that too. I was like, "Wow, must be nice." I know. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. She's the leader, and everything. She is the leader. It's it's so very Downton Abbey. Here, bring me my child. It's crying. Take it away. There you go. Poopy diaper, nanny. Yeah. That Jesus handed Maggie a letter from Georgie, who is that woman that came last season and tried oh, and yeah. gave them the book and told you know tried to right convince yeah, them to build totally forgot who that was it's like who's georgie yeah that's her and okay. and this season uh, a couple episodes ago or something maggie had said that georgie had been trying to get maggie to go live with her so and i don't know why because georgie was seemed like she was trying to convince other groups or encourage them to build themselves up and mm-hmm. anyway either way i feel like maggie you know maggie's about to exit too so I think she's going to go with 
go be with Georgie or something. Is this her fight? Is she leaving the show too? Yep. God, I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you people tell me this? <laughs> I thought I'd heard that, but I, I maybe I, when she was going through like a, a contract agreements or something or whatever, I, I knew that there was some issues, but I didn't know she made the decision to go. She has an ABC show. Oh, yep. Okay. Cavalier. And Got it. So, uh, but Georgie was uh, presented as as a good guy. Some people think that might be fake, and mm. she's sinister. And who knows? Maybe she's the same one that was on the walkie-talkie with Jadis. All right. You know, yep. That'd be interesting. Yep. A yep. uh, couple other just short, quick things. Uh, another episode with Jerry and No Ezekiel. I think this is. Oh yeah. We had two in a row, and those are the only two. And I think that's cool because everyone loves Jerry. So let's give him more to do not make him just be a sidekick right right comic relief kind of <laughs> and which then, he's great at he is good at that mm. they should only have him do that <laughs> only <laughs> at all. Yeah. he's just a good guy uh, yeah and then what else oh and then maggie's helper uh, nora i think was that her name anyway she, yeah i think so she came in and said the crows were eating all the tomatoes and she said there's too many of them. Seems like one of those things where the world's starting to have an edge over us. I just like that phrase. Like, I could imagine a few years into the apocalypse that nature might start to overwhelm humanity. Right. Well, especially for people who weren't trained in the art. I mean, I guess she did. She was raised on a farm or whatever. But, like, if you're someone who's never worked the earth or lived off the land, it's not uh, an easy thing to do. And sometimes it just doesn't work out whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's that that would be a heartbreaking job at at times to have mm-hmm. all your work just get fucked up by a bunch of crows. Right, <laughs> crows. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Another show. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> they announced uh, that. Uh, who was it? Naomi Watts. Fuck. Now I can't remember the actor. But there's a. Uh, Game of Thrones um, spinoff coming out and oh, are you kidding me they announced the main actor for it on HBO it's coming out next year yeah on HBO that made me so happy yeah uh, yeah Naomi Watts she's gonna be the lead sweet cool. I like her. awesome mm-hmm. cool me too all right that is good let's take a little break there's more to come stay with us Okay, we're back. It's time to talk about our second sponsor, and that is Fracture. Almost everybody takes and shares photos online. Who doesn't? I don't know. This is not for you if you don't. But uh, <laughs> if you do, I imagine very few of your uh, photos end up printed and 
even fewer end up on display. It's just not convenient. Well, now it is. You can focus on the moments that mean the most in your life by turning your favorite digital memories into meaningful photo decor with Fracture. It's super easy. Just go to their website, upload the photo that you want, choose a size, order it, and it gets sent to you, and it's all ready to hang, and it's in this beautiful presentation of your photo printed on this pane of glass. Uh, what is like a meaningful, what is the moment that moments that mean the most in your life that you take pictures of? Uh, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to flip through my phone, you're like, you would think I was like a little, I don't know, 79 year old woman with like, well, my little chihuahua. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, she's yeah, cute. she's very cute. Mm-hmm. She's highly, uh, photogenic. Um, yeah, that in nature. And I actually have a, a fracture, not from Mabel, but from my dog, Benny. Um, I ordered, um, some, like a, a larger, I don't know the size, like eight by 11, you uh-huh. know, whatever. And, and a couple of smaller ones. And I have those and they're, um, they're lovely. That's awesome. And we, you know, we don't have like, we don't, we just keep pictures on our phones nowadays. Yeah. So it's actually nice to, uh, live in, live in the good old times and actually have physical prints of pictures. But then, you know, it's really cool. And, and on, on the glass and then you can, they make it easy to just hang up as soon as you get them. It's not difficult. Yeah. And now you can like look over and remember Benny. Forever. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so as I mentioned, fractured prints are made by printing directly on glass and they even include the wall hanger right on it. It's really mm-hmm. easy and the it's a really nice sleek frameless design that goes with any decor. Uh, they make great gifts and gift giving season is coming up so definitely consider giving one of your relatives or friends one of these it'll be great people love it and they're handmade in Gainesville Florida in their factory from US sourced materials awesome. it's a green company carbon neutral if you want to get one go to fractureme.com/dead you get a special discount if it's your first fracture order and pick the walking dead cast in their one question survey so they know that you heard it from us. Again, that's FractureMe.com slash dead. Thanks, Fracture. Thanks, Fracture. Obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens. The people it kills get up and kill. Are they slow moving, Chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. This is a Walking Dead cast news update. Okay, Hollywood reporter interviewed Walking Dead showrunner Angela Kang. Here's a few I thought were interesting. They said, what were you hoping to achieve with the way Rick's story ends here in his penultimate episode. She says, in this story, we're seeing things come to a head. Rick has been really pushing this idea of the bridge, which is something that exemplifies the spirit of community and togetherness he believed that Carl wanted. He's seen that his own friends and the people he loves, his own family, they're at different positions in how they're thinking about things. We wanted to show a man who's trying to do something very good, optimistic, and forward-thinking, but still with so much to contend with. We wanted to put him in a situation that feels impossible. I always feel like you get great scenes out of Rick that way. He's such a survivor, and he's a survivor because he cares about other people. He cares about his family, about his friends, and he'll do anything he can to help them and to save them. You see him in the middle of a selfless act at the end of the episode, and already he's getting just completely screwed. It's something that tells you about the kind of person he is. That's the story we'll be telling in his final episode of the show. And they kind of brought him full circle that way, too. Like we mentioned, you know, he fell off a horse in the pilot. But also, he's more maybe 
um, you can tell me if you agree, but he feels more like his self in that in the first season too now because you know he's gotten so dark, but mm-hmm. now he's more like back to just being a caring guy who wants to like protect everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. We've seen him. Yeah, I agree because we've seen him go pretty dark. Yeah, but like pretty even down. in that first season, like even protect people that might not some people might not think are worth caring about like right. we forget but merle in the first season was just mm-hmm. a total vile racist asshole yeah he should have been killed immediately yeah and yet rick <laughs> wanted to go back into town and try to save him right you know? right right <laughs> uh they say if news had not broken about andrew lincoln leaving the show would you and amc have promoted what viewers saw in this episode in advance was your preference to take people completely by surprise she goes, there was a lot of discussion one way or the other. Andy really wanted people to follow the story, but of course things leak the way that's the way it is. We roll with the situations as they unfold. The choice was sort of taken out of our hands. So she's saying they did talk or that, you know, they didn't really have a choice because it was already out there. Mm-hmm. So they talked, but she goes, because that information was already kind of out there in the form of leaks and things like that, we were hearing a lot that there are fans of the show out there who may have lapsed or there's time shifting or whatever it is. But those fans really want to see this story for Rick and they want to know what it is and they don't want to miss it. That was right. some of the internal discussion about it. Is it better to go for surprise? So basically she's saying that one of their rationale was just because people who stopped watching the show, they wanted to bring them back in for this. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. And then last, they said, how do you describe next week's episode, the final ride for Rick Grimes? She said, oh, he's only in it for the first minute. It's weird. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, what? (laughs) Just kidding. It just starts with him just like, (laughs) That's it. What? And then it's Daryl the rest of the time. (laughs) Uh, He goes, what I hope people will take away, it's really elicited an emotional response in the people who are working on it. That often tends to be a good indicator. There's an emotional story to it. There's a lot of adventure, action, heroism, and some pretty big twists. I'm excited for that. I think there's going to be some things that are unexpected for the viewers. It's pulse-pounding and epic. I'll even say the music in the episode is some of my favorite music that we've done on the show in a long time. Our composer, Bear McCurry, is amazing, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you start talking about the music when she just doesn't want to tell the plot, basically. Right. (laughs) There's this violin. <laughs> you just won't believe it. <laughs> It'll blow your mind. <laughs> but I can't tell you how it goes. Yeah. Uh, okay, next, uh, Deadline.com talked with Norman Reedus. They said, going into the season, you've spoken about how Andy's leaving affected you personally as a colleague and a friend, but you guys, but with you guys deep in production towards the latter part of season nine, how has it affected him in your opinion? He goes, let me say this. Andy's been on the set since he's left, but he's like, you know, this show, it's the best it's ever been. He's like, I'm kind of bummed. It's fucking amazing right now, you know? And the truth is, it got better. The band got tighter. Oh. They say, I would never take away the success you guys had back in the day because it was massive and it was impressive, but some bands actually weren't meant to always play stadiums. They were meant to play a good tune in really good clubs. Rita says, that's a great analogy. Some bands are heavy on lead guitar, and it's just guitar solos forever, and you know the rest of the band isn't getting the chance to play. Now we got new singers, we got new guitarists, and I really feel that the show's the best it's ever been. Maybe there's a twist. 
Maybe he's not really leaving. And I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. It's really good right now. We're such a tight <laughs> yeah, band. Can I, can so maybe like... this is a, like in your face to the people who leak that shit. They're like, yeah, yeah, you leak it. Uh-huh, sure. And then he's actually uh, going to live. Okay. Not really. Um, that's just wishful thinking. No, no, I think you're probably right. Let's okay. just say that's what's going to happen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, so they ask, how, how is it better than it's ever been? He goes, we're making the show that we want to make right now, and you can feel it on set. You can feel it all over the place. I really feel the scripts and stories and the episodes are even better in the back eight. I really do. They're fucking epic, you know, and oh, they're man. just crushing and they're severe, all of them. The show's morphing into something else, but it's got the heart and feel of the original show. There's just new life breathing into it. So do I think we'll lose wow. viewers after Andy? I think they'll tune in to see what happens to Andy, and then they're going to tune in to see what it's like without him. Yeah, I would think. I can't. I mean, maybe there are some people that are so hardcore that they're like, well, next episode's going to be the last time I ever watched The Walking Dead. There will. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. People can be pretty extreme. Yeah. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, at least, you know, half of those people will say that and then they'll still tune in to see what it's like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because now it's intriguing. Like, oh, well, where will it go? Yeah, yeah. Well, what's going to happen now? Right. Okay, so this last one, Andrew Lincoln wrote a letter to members of the press that I guess media people who regularly covered Walking Dead, and I thought I would read it because it's really good. He says, thank you for coming with us on this journey for the nine years of fear, heartache, anger, and let's face it, guts you've shown by making it through these 115 episodes and counting, and for services to journalism that go way beyond any civilized level of human endurance, for understanding that despite the high volume of undead, this is actually an ongoing story about what it is to be alive, a story of hope, family, and friendship. People with nothing in common discovering that they have everything in common. I love that line. Yeah. United in their search for humanity and a place to call home. A story that has perhaps even more relevance now than it did when we began. It's been the most exciting, challenging, and satisfying role of my career. And for the best part of a decade, the greatest adventure of my professional life. This season feels like the show I fell in love with all those years ago. And the world we were always heading towards when we wrapped the pilot episode. By my own rough count, I've killed over 400 zombies during the apocalypse, mm -hmm. lost a horse, found a horse, Aww. lost a girl, that didn't go well, ate a dog once, wore a meat poncho twice, <laughs> escaped from a bunch of hipster cannibals, not to mention I've been shot twice, baseball batted, stabbed three times, bit a man's throat out, I'm sorry, that was weird, and tasted like chicken, and had my <laughs> cowboy boots resold 12 times. Wow. We began as an indie movie and years later became a three-letter acronym, WTF. And along the way, we've had the unique pleasure of meeting zombie enthusiasts all over our beautiful blue planet. From Tokyo to Trinidad, people have been united by their love of this story of survival. And Norman Reedus' extraordinarily luscious hair. <laughs> <laughs> and <It's>, greasy. <laughs> it's been a wild ride shaped by the relationship between the show and the fans of the show and in no small part you good people of the press i look forward to following your coverage of the show and my friends in atlanta for seasons to come oh what they have planned is quite incredible so thank you for all of it for the good the bad and of course we wouldn't be a free press without the ugly until our paths cross again keep calm and carry a red machete andrew lincoln oh <laughs> man damn that must have been 
something else for him to write. Yeah. He's yeah. a good writer. He's very eloquent. Uh-huh. I like it. And yeah, I like that, that he goes, and of course, we wouldn't be a free press without the ugly because that's sort of a little bit of a jab back probably at, you know, people who weren't so nice with him. Uh, but it's also saying, you know, hey, stop um, dissing on bad press all the time. Right. Because <laughs> that's part of the deal with the media. They report on the truth. <laughs> yeah. The media. <laughs> so. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Our, oh, I thought that was really nice. Yeah, and that is that was really lovely. That's it for the news. Now let's move on to listener moans, groans, and grunts. Uh, would you like to go first? I would. Uh, I would. Yes, I would. Um, okay, this is from Rick Montalban. I really wish we got Angela Kang sooner. I kind of agree. Rick and Daryl's arc this episode was something else. Loved this one. Ending was heartbreaking. Yeah, maybe we should have gotten her sooner. I mean, I, I, I always want to stand up for Scott Gimple because I think he did some really great things for the Walking Dead. Oh, for Dead. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Maybe it just maybe it went on a little too long. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know fresh. It's fresh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alicia Stout says, I think Daryl talked more this episode than he has in the past eight seasons. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> uh, Susie Kulskar, Kulskar. Um, I refuse to believe that Rick dies being stuck on rebar with no one there with him. Uh, you and me both, I Susie. know. Uh, that does sound sad. It kind of reminds me of uh, Captain Kirk in uh, Star Trek Generations. Did you see that? Oh, yes. It was a little like anticlimactic and right. a lonely and so i don't know yeah we'll see yep bryson wolf says i liked it i hated it i wish the story would have moved this quickly while rick was still going to be around i know huh but it yeah. feels like they're only rushing to wrap up rick's story and move along i don't think he will die laying on rebar he'll find a painful way to get off of it otherwise it'd be a pretty boring final episode for rick yeah if he's just yeah. like laying there uh, groaning Right. That won't be good. As he gets eaten. Yeah, um, I, I kind of agree. I think there might be a, like, a getting off the rebar and then, you know, the death experience somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mofavo says, wow, episode was a bit disjointed, but think that may have been intentional, intentional feeling off balance. Few questions. Assuming Rick spent nights at bridge camp, does that mean Michonne was leaving Judith alone? To go have her walker sessions? No, she has a nanny. Um, yeah, <laughs> Rick- <laughs> that was Herschel that we saw had a nanny, uh, Maggie, but I bet you. Oh, Michonne, that's right. I'm I sorry. Bet you Judith Duh. has one too. <laughs> she probably has one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoops. Wrong nanny. Wrong, wrong <laughs> that kingdom. Was thinking um, the same thing. <laughs> um, Rick must sleep very deeply. How long do you think she is slipping out for her therapy? Do we think anyone at camp got shot? Kind of left us with a cliffhanger. No one is discussing. Yeah, really in, yeah uh, it's true. let's answer heard... these as we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I well, who knows? But I guess we'll find out next week, right? Yes, I think some people must have. Yeah, something right. There couldn't have been that much chaos without. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so, so who knows? Next gun. week's episode might really, really be heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoying the Walker encounters in each episode this season. Solid execution and very good suspense. I feel like I could have written this Mufavo. <laughs> we should have a drink sometime. <laughs> Um, I agree. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, seen lots of concern about Rick possibly dying alone with all those walkers. 
Thinking about it makes it very sad. Understand the criticism of seeing a hero possibly die that way, but it does bring the emotion if they execute as well as they have been executing so far this season. I am excited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'd have to. They couldn't just, yeah. Yeah, right. he can't just like die in the first minute next week. <laughs> he could. <laughs> he and could. Then like, we told you this was his last episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fran Bernstein says, I love the episode. The Negan and Michonne scenes were intense and amazing. It was all great until the end, but I will reserve judgment until next week. If this is the way Rick goes out, I'll be really disappointed. <laughs> Can you really die alone? Ugh. Yeah. I think we're apparently we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie Masao Abels, mother, friend, leader, Zed Slayer, badass, negotiator, comforter, lover, fighter. I want to be Michonne when I grow up. I'm looking forward to her leading the group. The Rick Tatership is coming to a close. Time for her to lead the pack. Mm-hmm. Rick Tater. <laughs> Rick Tatership. <laughs> I like that. This is like a, a song. I'm a mother, I'm a friend. I'm <laughs> I a know, Zed I should have sung it. <laughs> Rick Tatership. <laughs> Heather J. Millsap oh, Heather. says, I was wondering if since we lost Carl and all hope for that wonderfully weird dynamic he had with Negan in the comics, if that bit of storyline is going to happen with Negan and Michonne. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. Elizabeth Nikolaevich. Elizabeth Nikolaevich, sorry. Um, it sounds right. Negan, yeah, right? Uh, she's like, no, actually doesn't. <laughs> Negan saying Michonne and him alike. Negan saying Michonne and him alike, and he has nothing left but his bat, Lucille, parallels Michonne having nothing left when Rick's gone, but her Katari. Katari? Is Kat- it Katana? Yeah, it's Katana, right? Katan- Katana. Katana. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry, when Rick's gone, but her katana, yes, there's Judith, and yes, probably pregnant. Ooh, I didn't think about that. But her soulmate's gone, and I say Michonne's going to kill Negan with that katana sooner or later. Hope versus despair. Hmm, pregnancy. Hmm. Yeah, there are, there are definitely parallels there. I guess one thing I didn't mention is because, uh, Negan's trying to convince Michonne that they're just alike because they're hardened, because they lost someone, and they get off on killing and everything but i feel like um michonne has this heart and vulnerability and caring that negan doesn't have and that's what makes her different and just because they have some things that might look like they're in common does not negate that other thing that i just mentioned right chelsea maria ray says i actually enjoyed the episode i was super thrilled with the scene in the pit between Daryl and Rick. Finally, someone was able to properly speak their piece to Rick in actual understanding rather than smart-ass comments. Mm -hmm. The brotherly bond between these two has been one of my favorite things about the show. Yeah, I like that too. I Mm -hmm. I really do. Even though I've said Daryl's not my favorite, I really like that brother bond between those two. I hate knowing it's coming to an end. Wish I would have never known Rick was going to die and been surprised. Well, surprised. He died an episode earlier than you thought. <laughs> uh, Surprise! I agree with Daryl 100%. Screw the saviors. Even Carol tried to voice this to Rick and he still couldn't get it through his thick skull. And just as predicted, they came back. Still, a part of my heart is hoping Jada slash Anne will trade Rick because we still want him alive. But I think if he's going to be 
taken out. I'd rather it be walkers than people. That's kind of what I was saying. Also giving us a reminder that, yeah, walkers suck, but people are worse. Yet we Mm. still have walkers Mm. wanting to eat our faces. Right. (laughs) That's pretty bad. Side note, didn't even know about this podcast until the beginning of the ninth season. I truly hate I missed so much and didn't find it sooner. Can't wait to hear your theories and comments. That's amazing. I didn't know anyone still found us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Welcome aboard. Okay, we have a uh, one email here that's kind of um, poignant, so I thought we'd read it. Oh, who, me? Sure, if you don't mind. Okay. This is Gemma from South Wales, UK. Hello, Jason and Melissa. Not faring too well this morning. Literally heartbroken. Really not sure how, how I'll cope with next week's episode. People, people, yeah, it's a good thing I'm reading it. People <laughs> laugh at my reaction to this, but I've watched Rick and The Walking Dead since day one back in October 2010. I've been along on this journey with Rick, and I always felt it was Rick and Carol's story ultimately. Carl. Oh, pff, Carol. <laughs> Again. Yeah, give the poignant one to me. I've been along on this journey with Rick, and I always felt it was Rick and Carl's story ultimately. I'll never give up on the show, but it's just going to be hard without Rick. Last night's episode, nonetheless, was fantastic. The quality of writing is just wonderful, and I loved every interaction and all the little callbacks and references. Carol and Rick's scene was genuinely moving, and you could see the tears in both the actors' eyes. See, I told you. He's got a lot of history with Carol, and I'm so glad the writers included the exchange. Michonne was doing a Buffy the Vampire Slayer last night. Buffy admits in one season that she had been going out at night hunting vampires, instead of merely doing her duty to slay them. Michonne can't sleep and is restless, and the draw of her sword is simply too tempting. She is actively hunting zombies to satisfy something she feels she's missing in Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Michonne and Negan's interaction was brilliant, and why am I feeling sympathy for Negan? I don't know. Uh, me too. I thought it was a Midwestern thing, but... Uh, Obviously not since you're in the UK. Uh, Daryl and Rick's fall Daryl and Rick's fall into the hole felt a bit fabricated, but it did amp up the tension when they were climbing out, and I really thought Rick was somehow would somehow fall in the mass of walkers. I also like that they settled their differences and Rick called him brother again. I was thinking Rick might too. I was saying, were Oh, you? is this it? Is this it? Oh, I did. I put my head out of it because I was like, no, that's going to happen on the next episode. But as we see, whatever horribleness very well could have started in this yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they could have just started eating him and then finished eating him next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yes, it takes a while, you know. <laughs> He's chewy. Yes. And of course, Rick has been impaled on Rebar, and a horde of zombies are converging on him. Every time Rebar was mentioned in this podcast, people should be like doing a shot or something, by the way. <laughs> um, poor, oh, I'll put sorry. that in the show notes. Yeah, please do. <laughs> uh, sorry. And of course, Rick has been impaled on Rebar, and a horde of zombies are converging on him. Horrified howl from me. No. It did, re- yeah. It did remind me of the end of the pilot episode when Rick is in the tank and the aerial shot of the mass of zombies. Mm -hmm. We had a similar shot with this, but the horse is still alive at the moment. Yup. I I made sure to see that too. The horse was actually off to the side and in Mm -hmm. my head I was like, run! (laughs) Um, Next week episode does look brilliant, but like I said, it's going to be gut-wrenching. Rick Grimes is my hero. Yeah, this is a crazy, crazy... uh, 
coming to an end yeah. for not only the actors and the show, but the fans who have been with it for so long. Mm-hmm. And I know I met Big Gemma loss. in England. She's really nice. And I know oh. she always talks about how much she loves Rick. Did I meet Gemma? Sorry if I don't I'm remember. I'm not sure Gemma. if you, yeah, I don't oh. remember. You might have. Well, you sound lovely. Hopefully <laughs> we did meet. We've officially met mentally now. <laughs> oh, I also forgot to mention um, the white horse seems maybe significant. Uh, white horses in mythology and religion mean different things. Sometimes it can mean death on a pale horse, or mm. um, the it can mean pestilence, like the four horses of the apocalypse, like mm. a plague and things like that, mm-hmm. or disease. But uh, it might mean a conquering hero. I don't know. There, I, I should probably do a little more research into that. But it seems significant that it's such a starkly white horse, you know? Right. Mm. Anyway, we have a couple of calls. We actually are out of time, though, so I'm going to save those. And, um, you know, after next week, uh, that'll be Lucy and I covering the episode, Rick's final episode. And then Karen and I are going to do another episode during the week because I want her to do some coverage yeah, on that, too. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, and she's not It would available. only be right. She's not available for the main one, but she'll be on right. that one. So that'll be cool. great. So we'll cover, uh, call in if, if I didn't play your call this time or, or write in. Um, and, you know, we want to read all everybody's feedback and reactions to Rick's final episode and everything. So that'll be coming up soon. Now we're going to play Comic Talk from Lucy and Derek, so take it away, guys. Hey, Zedheads, welcome back to Comic Talk. Uh, I'm Lucy. And I'm Derek. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) We're here today to discuss the Walking Dead comic connections to Season 9, Episodes 2 through to 4. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we'll tr- we're trying to yeah, get some connections out of the first, uh, of the other three episodes that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, not a yeah. huge amount. There's a couple of things that are in there that are that couldn't possibly be from the comics because they're featuring characters that uh, that don't exist in the comic book world, as we as we've exactly. talked about before. Yeah. Uh, but there's a couple of bits and pieces that have been handed off to other characters that we're going to talk about probably uh, to begin with. We're going to talk about the allusions to things that happened in the comic books. Um, will I kick that off, Lucy? Absolutely, go for it. Yeah, I think probably one of the big ones that we haven't talked about really is Aaron and where he's ended off. Um, They've made a lot of comments about this from uh, early on on the TV show. Uh, Rick is the one that loses his hand in the comic book. He gets it chopped off uh, by by Negan uh, and they've made... Oh, no, by the governor. Oh, by the governor. That's right. My gosh, that's such a long time ago. (laughs) But But you're right, though, in the show, the made it look as though that was about to happen with Negan. So we were all kind of baited at that point where we were like, it's going to happen now! And yep. then it never actually happened. It was very sad, very <laughs> <Absolutely>. unfulfilling. <laughs> and there was a couple of moments where we, we saw interviews with Kirkman saying that he didn't want to do it on the TV show. It's much more costly to do it on a TV production, have a person yeah. who, who has to lose their hand every single week. Um, yep. So they seem to have given that over to Aaron because Aaron probably doesn't appear in every single episode. So it's a big moment for him, but they don't Looking have to use way. it every week. <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And I think what, what's been coming up online as well is whether intentional or not, um, Ross Marcand's uncanny resemblance to comic book Rick. Mm-hmm. True, <laughs> very true. <laughs> With the kind of short curly hair and the beard and the now lacking uh, lacking his hand. Yeah, it's it is kind of it's it's nice that they've put it in there in some format. Um it's a shame that poor Aaron had to lose his hand, but it does also satisfy some of the uh comic book appetite for 
that particular character beat that never quite happened. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we know over over the time, um, we have heard that the actor wanted to lose the hand as well. So yeah, um, so yeah, so it's kind of kind of interesting to see that it's been given out to Aaron. But uh, very different circumstances, as I say, it was a it was a punishment really for Rick in the comic book, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to an accident uh, that happened to poor Aaron. Uh, and yeah, a, a fantastic yeah. scene, and I think it had everybody's toes curling. Uh, oh, it's so gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal and so realistic looking. It was, Absolutely. yeah, it was gross. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, another big illusion, really, that they're using throughout the show we've seen so far, the conversations with Negan. Now, these mostly happened, really, with Rick and Carl. As we know, Carl's not there, and sadly, yeah. Rick's going to be gone pretty soon. So um, they kind of have been handing them over to other people. Um, quite interestingly, in the comic books, I think Negan was gone for almost a year uh, in terms of in time-wise. So we had uh, a couple of he kind of mentions that he was around but in terms of him actually appearing in the comic book mm. it was always kind of said he was in prison and that he'd stay there mm. forever and then he kind of had disappeared for about 10 issues which was almost a year of, of real time mm. I suppose um, so when he did appear back in the comic books and had those conversations it was always quite interesting to hear his take on the new world which is what we're kind of getting in the in the tv show yeah, I think it's really interesting because in the comics as well, you could never really quite read the tone of Negan. So I think these are conversations that are playing out quite well on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, his one with Michonne was was quite interesting. Um, and it, I was quite against it to start with because I really felt that Carl and Negan had the the most interesting relationship from Negan's character. But I quite like the way in which they're incorporating different characters to speak to him. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. So we'll see where that takes us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And we do hear a little bit from uh, more about Negan's wife. Um, we heard in the past, we had a conversation with uh, Gabriel last season. Uh, we heard him yeah. talk about, uh, about his wife dying from an illness. Uh, only mm-hmm. just a tiny bit of extra information we hear that his wife did actually die of cancer. Um, that yeah. was only hinted at last season. Uh, and it is the way his, di- his wife dies in the Here's Negan book. Um, yes. So yep. that's uh, directly from the comic books as well. So uh, a very sad way of, of him describing it that he's happier that she's gone because it would have made him weak now that's a that's a real yeah. tv negan not comic book negan i think uh, definitely it and it's harsher. interesting it came out in conversation with michonne rather than i think it comes out in conversation with maggie in the comics I think so, um yeah. i think that's the first if you've been following here's negan then i think it tied in quite neatly that he revealed that to Maggie just as here as Negan was finishing. Mm-hmm. But I think if you were just a sole comic book reader rather than the, the Negan kind of prequels, it was just a it was just revealed during their confrontation. So I thought it worked quite well, Michonne. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, that was a good one. And I suppose also interestingly in the illusion side that we're talking about here, the other piece that's that's kind of talked about here. Now we weren't doing comic book talk back in season four. I know Michonne has revealed uh, her back history a little bit to Carl back in season mm. four. Um, but that also was revealed in a Michonne book and the Telltale game uh, Michonne prequel uh, kind of yes. thing when it was going on during the series. So these, this whole conversation really that's that's there is kind of taken from two external sources, sources to the main comic book, if that makes sense. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah. So in, in the comic book origins of Michonne, she has got two daughters rather than a son, uh, but we have heard yep. about her son previously on the TV show. Um, so yep. there is a slight change there, but it is great that she's incorporating that into the conversation with, with Negan now. As Carl's gone, not many people know her actual history, so quite interesting that she's sharing it with him as well. Yeah, I find actually on some of the forums quite a lot of outcry that uh, Michonne was having this conversation with Negan rather than Rick. Um, mm. But I kind of liked that 
he drew that out. I thought that was quite an interesting, dark kind of moment for the two of them. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of see it. Like I, I suppose you know, with the year and a half, the time jump that we've had. Hopefully, she's had that conversation with Rick already. Uh, yeah, you hope so. Hopefully, um, is there um, anything there's... else that we have on illusions for uh, oh. so far? Let's have a look. Michonne-wise, I'm intrigued to see how it plays out because Michonne and her backstory are kind of revisited unexpectedly in the Commonwealth arc. Mm. Um, And I'm wondering, I don't think that can possibly play out given what we know about her having a son rather than two daughters. But I guess we'll see how that happens. I like that they're bringing in Michonne's legal expertise um, in the show as well mm-hmm. as in the, the comics. That was nice. Yeah. I, for a while I was not concerned, but I wondered if Michonne was just going to simply take over Andrea's role. But I think they're keeping enough of Michonne's own character there that her taking Andrea's role as Rick's love interest um, hasn't actually made her character suffer too much. I feel like we're getting Michonne the character as well as Michonne the, the kind of wife figure, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Um, I like that we saw Maggie breaking some horses in back in episode two. Um, that was a nice moment in issue 134 um, where we see Maggie at Hilltop doing that. And it's a nice way of tying back to her sort of backstory as being a kind of farm girl and what she was doing before the zombie apocalypse happened. True, true yeah, yeah. What, I guess, moving kind of into the realm of speculation, mm-hmm. we've got a few things. The Jadis and the A and the B and the helicopter, what do you think? Is it Commonwealth? Is it Whisperers? Is it something completely new? Um, well, I'd say we're probably not connecting the Whisperers and the helicopter. Um, no. If the Whisperers are anything like their comic book counterparts, which I think they're going to be, um, yeah. they've kind of eschewed any kind of technology as such. Yes. They're, they're pretty, pretty much kind of going back to basics. So the idea of them having a helicopter at all is pretty unusual yeah, i kind of think this might be a new group might be the commonwealth but i, I think we, we'd said before that as uh, georgie that her yeah. group is kind of like the commonwealth um it's interesting isn't it yeah but this might be a brand new group and i always thought this came from uh, an error in filming where the first time we saw the helicopter in the background was by mistake <laughs> so i feel like they may have made something up to cover that up <laughs> yeah i wonder about that because it does seem a bit it is a bit arbitrary. I'm quite, I mean, I'm more into it than I thought I'd be. Uh-huh. Um, and I like, I think what we're seeing is, and I don't know if this counts as speculation, but I think there are rumours that there's going to be another time jump in right. this season. I think that's well known. If not, then I'm very sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> and I'm wondering if the whispers are just going to be held back till we've done that jump. Yes, probably. Yeah. That would I feel sense. like the, to introduce them before Rick's final episode would be... I don't know. I don't think it would work necessarily. So I'm wondering if there are any whisperer ties in what we've seen. And what I wondered was if some of the ex-saviors would go on to become whisperers, particularly some of the character saviors like um, Jed. Was it Jed that died? No, Jed's still on the go, isn't he? Yeah, He's Jed's the one the who I wondered if that was going to be our way into the whisperers in that sense. But I maybe not. Maybe this is just going to play out as a failed savior rebellion who knows maybe maybe i think one of the things that i kind of was seeing hints of from the saviors and and the whisperers side was obviously back in the episode where the where oceanside was kidnapping the saviors that's kind of how we're introduced to the whispers in the main arc of the book yes! members of the of the camp start to disappear so yeah um so i was really shocked Ooh. that 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 episode tied up with oceanside being responsible for it and then it just kind of closed down mm-hmm. but i wonder if that's going to set up that in the future when people start to disappear Oceanside start to get blamed for that when actually it's the other yes. party, potentially. I wonder if that's, yeah, because that's a further way to kind of muddy the waters, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
I never did ask you, how do you feel about um, the casting of Alpha for The Whispers? It's Samantha Morton, I think, has been cast. I absolutely love Samantha Morton. I've loved everything yeah. she's done. Really, She's one of those kind of actresses that appears in so much stuff. And the casting yeah. of Beta is perfect as well. I'm, really I'm so excited perfect. to see them. And I, I like that they've not dipped, gone straight into it. I think it's good that we're having a bit of a breather before the next kind of big bad. Fingers crossed. Uh-huh. Um, there are two upcoming events that I wondered if you had any thoughts on regarding comic book bits that might take place the first is probably the less traumatic to speak about which is maggie it looks like maggie's going to see negan is it going to play out similarly to the comics is it going to end in the same way what do you reckon uh i suppose my 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 big prediction is really that she's not going to kill him uh that he's going to get his way out of uh out of the situation which you know i think it's kind of obvious we're not going to have jeffrey day Morgan going back for two episodes and then disappearing you know yeah Um, especially (laughs) when we're losing so many other characters but Will it play out in exactly the same way? I don't think it can. Uh, no. But I do think they're going to have that conversation. And I think he may be able to convince her somehow. Um, yeah. And potentially with the help of uh, of Michonne. Yeah. The conversation she'd had. What, what do you think yourself? I think these first four episodes have been brilliant. And that gives me faith that they're going to do it well. But mm-hmm. part of me, what paid off so much for me in that comic episode, comic issue with maggie and negan was it felt so earned for both of them it felt really natural that you would get to that point and enough time had passed and it was about maggie coming to this realization in herself that she didn't want that anymore um and sort of almost the her ability to walk away from it and i just i wonder what with lauren cohen originally leaving but now it looks like she might be leaving and coming back they've rushed it slightly so i don't know but i think i would have felt more disenfranchised if they hadn't had it at all because to me it's an important an important thing to address so i don't know i think it will be similar i don't think anyone's going to be getting snogged at the end of it sadly i did (laughs) run through that in my head and i was like no no i don't don't think so although i do think that there's a little spark going on between daryl and aaron i'm just putting that out there i know in the comic books we kind of move towards aaron and jesus but Mm -hmm. i'm sort of thinking Oh, oh, they've been trolling both of those since the start of the season. We definitely saw oh, yeah, a moment absolutely. with Aaron and Jesus in episode one as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, definitely seeing Poor Aaron. Some, he seems happen. to be just being paraded around, doesn't he? Like the last <laughs> single guy in, uh, <laughs> in the apocalypse. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, Great guy there. <laughs> okay, so we've uh, we've danced around it, but what mm. do we think, if anything, is going to come with Rick's? death assume death i mean i know there's conflicting reports out there about how it's going to end but it looks like he's heading for a, a demise of some sorts yes. are there any sort of comic beats that we're hoping for or will happen um there's two particularly connected to the end of this week's episode and one mm-hmm. you might be a little bit shocked that i've connected the two um you okay <laughs> Father Gabriel's death in the in the comic books. Oh, Rick's moment at the end of this episode. Brutal. I couldn't, I couldn't think of any other connection to this death that uh, that yep. would be worse. Really, um, yeah. It feels like ac- accidentally falling over, uh, impaling yourself <laughs> while being surrounded by uh, two yep. hordes of zombies. Just felt oh. like how Father Gabriel went. Yeah. Because um, he just slips on a ladder, doesn't he, and gets kind of stuck. Trying to warn everybody of the herd approaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so very, Ooh, very similar. No, I like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think it will go down that way, to be honest, because mm-hmm. my other one is the whispers are connected to hordes and herds of zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there potentially some whispers among the two hordes that are coming together, or the two herds of zombies coming together? Will Will this be the first moment that we see the whispers, and will they, Will they do something nice for Rick by saving? Oh, interesting. There you go. Yeah, because how is he going to get out of that? 
that's really? the thing. I mean, it's pretty. Well, that's the thing because part of me wonders if this is just going to be the next episode is just going to be his kind of hallucinations because you know we've heard mm-hmm. rumors that there's going to be actors returning. I would love for him to have elements of Andrea's death in the comic of having the ability to say goodbye to people and to have that kind of comfortable death that mm-hmm. feels quite right in the comic books, but. At the moment, I'm not seeing it. It looks like it's going to be a more frantic exit. And yeah. also, you know, he'd have to physically make it back to Alexandria. And I just wonder, I just wonder, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm at a bit of a loose end here as to what may or may not come up. But if I was to put money on any specific beats coming into it, I wonder if they would take some things from Andrea's death, because that was probably the most poignant um, and sort of, well-written deaths that we've had in a while in terms of actual dialogue so Certainly, yeah. that would be my that would be my bet but even then it's a tentative bet i wouldn't be surprised if they don't and they do something completely different well i know they took little pieces of that for carl's uh, farewells to the rest of the people around yeah. him as well they had they have done that a little bit before and i do think that the walking dead has to avoid every major character having the opportunity to say goodbye to everybody because that is not the way the show started out, not the way the no. show's been going. Like, they do like to have their surprises, but they really haven't had many surprises this season because they've been telling us every week how many episodes yeah. are left until Rick goes. So, um, yeah, we know he's probably, well, we know he's going in some sense next week on next week's episode, yeah. but I'm wondering it's what way they're going to do it. Yeah. It's like, interesting. What you see about Father Gabriel makes kind of horrific sense in the sense that <laughs> no still no one knows what happened to gabriel i think they mention it off the cuff in an issue they're like yeah gabriel never came back oh exactly. must have died like <laughs> exactly awful stuff <laughs> it's so awful um but yeah I, I i would hope that they would at least be able to find out that rick has died somehow whether it's him as a walker or you know someone finding his body or whatever but yeah it is um it, oh you've got me worried now i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, it's well, possi- okay. don't apologize it's great <laughs> like possibly we will have um someone that's on the road to alexandria uh which is where wick is around that area so uh potentially yeah. somebody on the road will, will turn around and see him so or help him or save him uh in some sense so he doesn't die immediately but, uh, fingers crossed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well who knows if we'll have something to talk to you guys about next week mm-hmm. but hopefully um we'll be checking in um definitely i've been enjoying the show despite the lack of comicness um it has been it's been a good few episodes and i'm excited to see where it takes us but That's it is it. nice to you know delve into it and see these wee parallels and wee illusions um they are there they just need some teasing out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thanks so much for joining us. That's really good to be back on Comic Talk as well. Absolutely. We are, as ever, delighted to be with you. Um, and Derek, I shall speak to you very soon, I hope. Definitely. Definitely. Hopefully a little bit more next week when we see some possible flashbacks from Rick to cover up some pieces that we haven't seen from the card Oh, I'm so excited. Know, In the meantime, don't fall over onto a pole and impale yourself <laughs> slash get bit. <laughs> Steer clear of horses. Steer clear of horses. (laughs) See you next week. Thanks so much. Bye. All right. That is our show. Episode 331. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah. Glad you could come back on. Oh, I'm I'm thrilled. It's been far too long, so we need to make it more frequent for sure. Yeah. I absolutely would love for you to come back during the break. Um, Maybe, well... I don't know if we'd wait until episode three comes out, but anyway, sometime so I can yes. ask you some questions about the game and stuff like sure. that. Sure, cool. And thank you always to Lucy and Derek for uh, doing your great comic talk section, and also Rima, who does. I don't mention her enough, but she 
helps me with the news every week. So thank you. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Rima. If you want to give us a call, you can reach us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You can email us at brains at podcastica.com. You can find us on the web at facebook.com slash deadcast. And be sure to check out our other shows at podcastica.com. Support for today's show comes from Fallout 76, Bethesda Game Studios, the award-winning creators of Skyrim and Fallout 4, two great games, welcome you to Fallout 76, the online prequel where every surviving human is a real person. Work together or not to survive. Fallout 76 will be available worldwide on Wednesday, November 14th. Pre-order now at participating retailers and play the beta. Games play best on Xbox One. Also... Don't forget to get your fracture. Go to FractureMe.com slash dead. And next week on this podcast, it's Walking Dead Season 9, Episode 5, What Comes After. Mm. All right. That is our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't get bit, Rick. Rick.